Well, good morning. It is a blessing to be here. And what an awesome occasion. Fifteen years. In scripture, 15 represents oftentimes rest. Uh, but it came after 14, and 14 oftentimes represent deliverance. And so if you've been through uh, a period of time here, most recently where a lot of things had to come to a head and had to be confronted, challenged, and ridded, it's because you have gone through deliverance. And now you guys are about to go into some rest. And it's good to hear that after you have struggled for a while. I'm talking to people who know something about valleys. Amen. Not folk who just know about mountains. But when you know how to find Jesus in a valley. Amen. And amen. The songwriter said, bright as the morning star. Amen. But those who, uh, David. He, David uh, took care of sheep. So David knew something about this. You understand that when you're in a valley, that there is a place for water to run. But sheep like to gravitate towards places where they can get some water. But oftentimes, sheep will find even a pothole to consume water out of. And when you drink out of a pothole, you can get in a position where there are parasites in the water. Parasites can make you sick, but it's good to have a shepherd who will direct you to, to running waters, clean waters, waters that are good for you. And a lot of folks stop on the process with the shepherd and just start drinking. And just because you find water doesn't mean it's good for you. Just because you find somebody else to feed you don't mean they should feed you. So here we are. We're in a good place. It's time for some rest. I just want to say that we honor the Lord for this shepherd. Amen. Amen. We're very thankful for <clears throat> co-pastor, first lady, amen, the one who wears so many hats. <laughs> the get it done lady around here. And we're grateful for her. These two have uh, come together under God's urging. And like two rivers clashing at first. If you follow them down the river, it starts getting serene after a while. And I'm telling you, the two can't come together unless there's some noise getting made. Sometimes people use marriage as a place to hide. They hide abuse. They hide secrets. They hide deficiencies. But if you can ever find a way to use your marriage to bring glory to God and advance the kingdom, you have found something. You don't just exist because you need somebody to wrap your arms around. You don't need to get married just because I need to procreate. You don't need to get married just because I need some recreational. You need to get married because there's a divine assignment. And this person is going to help me fulfill that assignment. And this person makes up my identity in the kingdom. And the offspring are blessing from God because they're going to be around when we, come on, when we can't outlive the vision that this ministry creates, this marriage creates. Are y'all in this room? Amen. So I want to I want to thank God for this church. Can we bless him for this ministry? Come on. If I was you, I'd give myself a better hand than that. Come on. To the friends of this ministry, we honor the Lord for you. All of you who've been on program on today, those of you who are serving behind the scenes, those of you who will be, uh, amen, uh, Setting up things, providing this area of ministry. Just thank God for all of you. Amen. Can you stretch your right hands towards your leadership? Will you do that? Father, I thank you. This is a hand of power and authority. We stretch it towards these two. 
And God, we ask that you will continue to uphold them. And God, we pray for your divine wisdom. You guide them every step of the way. We honor you. We thank you for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There you are. There you are. I want to start here by saying that you can drink whatever water you want to drink. But parasites will attach themselves to you. And just because you drink the water and pastor didn't see you drink it, it doesn't mean that the parasite ain't going to show up later. You don't get sick the moment you drink it. But you get sick later after you have drank it. And so here we are. We're in a place where, where we need to stay close to people who God sent us. We're in a time where people have fallen away from the church. We're in a time where folks say, I am the church and I don't have to go to a church building. We're in a time where people say, let me just, let me just go online. And that's fine. But I'm telling you, it's good to assemble yourself together with other believers. Am I right about it? Something happens in this atmosphere. Amen. When we come together. We go back and read the Old Testament, we find that commanded blessings can happen when we come together. Some stuff you've been praying for, but because you came together, the corporate anointing, the corporate authority can begin to work on your behalf. All of you who preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, we honor the Lord for you and your calling. Every leader of this church and every respective member, we honor the Lord for you as well. Hebrews chapter 13 your theme scripture, verse 7. Can we, can we post it? Can we do that? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Does anybody have a live mic? They could lift that scripture. I have it. Which um verse seven? Um, which version would you like read? Uh, the one that's on the program. E what is it? Thank you, ESV. Thank you. Okay. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Uh, one more time, please. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. I want you to imitate, hold it. I want you to imitate their, their faith walk. That's the end of that, right? But I want you to back up. What does it say right before that? Consider the outcome of their way of life. Okay. You've had an opportunity to see how they live. Come on, go back in the Old Testament. Go, go, go on back to the context. You see how they lived and how they died. Now follow the example of their faith walk. Imitate that. Leaders take you where you wouldn't ordinarily go. They'll take you where it's uncomfortable to go. They'll take you where they'll take you from the back row. And they'll put you right up in the spotlight on. on the 15th year anniversary. And as silent as you were back there, here you are up here praying for God's divine. That didn't happen by accident. It happened because of leadership. Amen. Help me, somebody. A lot of you would have been in divorce court. Been reading divorce decrees. But because of leadership. You still here. Some of you would have taken a, a bottle of pills that was on your, come on, that was on your nightstand. But because of leadership, you're still here. Some of you would have went back to work, told somebody off, and you would have been fired. Your economic status would have changed, but because of you're still some of you would have went to the family gathering and that, that person that talked about you, you would have retaliated 
And somebody would have went to the car and got something out of it. And it would have been a whole different outcome. But because of you decided not to do it. So you ought to thank God for good leadership. Because I would have been in hell. I'd have been dead. I'd have been in jail. Or I would have been somewhere in regret. Because I didn't follow good leadership. Anybody getting this yet? And I'm going to tell you something. When God makes a leader, he didn't, he didn't start. He didn't start two days ago. He didn't start two years ago. I knew thee before you were. Old Testament says, come on, and, and, and 139. It talks about your, your inward part. I knew you very, on a very intimate level. I like to say it at our church. I knew you when you were a zygote. I knew you when you were a single cell. When you didn't have a muscular system yet. When you didn't have a digestive system yet. Come on somebody. I knew you. And guess what? I ordained you. To be a prophet. Unto the nations. Help me in this room. And so I'm thankful. That when I was still unformed. God took the time. To develop me. But God didn't develop your leaders just for themselves. He developed them so he can give them back away. So everything that they've been through. Every struggle, every trial. Every adverse situation. You ought to be thankful. Because it was about something ahead of them. Seventeen hundred pastors leave the ministry because they struggle with how do I lead folk that don't want to be led? How do I care for folk who don't care for me? Eighty-five percent of the families in the church of, of pastors, the pastor of church, their 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 wives say that ministry affects them negatively. Eighty-five percent. At an alarming rate, churches are closing down every year. Help me. Most pastors feel inadequate to lead. Most feel that they have to work an astronomical amount of hours on a weekly basis just to somehow keep up. It's amazing to have a job that you were hired by God but you get fired by man. It's amazing to have a job that God set the standard, but yet folk give you expectations to, to override those standards. It's amazing how you can have one standard for me in the pulpit and a different standard for you and we got the same book. It's amazing how you expect my children to be holy. But your children can do what they want to do. It's amazing how you expect me to be here every week. But you can be on Facebook chilling on the beach. It's amazing how you want me to be accountable. But yet you don't have to be accountable at all. It's amazing how you can treat your wife or your husband however you want to treat them. But you expect me to treat mine with dignity. It's hard to be a leader. Am I in the room? Lord have mercy. Y'all don't want to talk to me in here. Amen? Some of y'all looking around like, Lord, have mercy. Did somebody say something to somebody? Y'all never been to church like that before? And something come up and you be like, mm-mm, somebody must have talked to Pastor Greg because ain't no way he talking about this. Right? Come on, help me. Ain't no way he know about this. You, you had to text him because he is right there at our house looking through our window. Ain't no way he knew. Oh, but there's a way when you're the real shepherd of the house. Oh, the Holy Ghost know how. There's folk that are getting mad at you because they think you're talking about them. But the reality of it is, it's just the Holy Ghost. 
All the stuff we go through every week, we ain't got time to see what's going on in your life to find out, oh, you know, I'm going to preach about you this week. Man, are you serious? Man, you think you're that privileged. <laughs> man, we ain't got time to be trying to preach on you, man. Come on, man. We didn't think you were going to come to church that Sunday anyway. <laughs> so we'd have prepared all that for nothing. <laughs> Help me, somebody. Are y'all still in this room? All right, let's go to work. Come on, come on, somebody. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. It's important to know this. It's important to know this, that, 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 that we're in a place where, where um, we are here to appreciate this leadership. Would y'all agree with that? All right? If I step down, can y'all still get me real good? Okay. Listen, listen. We're in a place where we are to appreciate this leadership. Right. And so, so, so since we're here for a, an appreciation, this is something that accrues in its value. I'm here to celebrate leadership that's been accruing in their value. Fifteen years worth of continued progress. I'm here to celebrate that. Now, if people can celebrate a sports car, and uh, come on, and people celebrate, and people are uh, things that accrue in its value. Uh, if you got an old Apple product, its value went up. People will pay you for it. Am I right about it? If you got a luxury watch, people will pay you for the value of that watch accruing. If you have, uh, come on, an old skateboard, folk will pay you for the value of that skateboard. Are y'all, anybody preaching ahead of me right here? If you have, come on, Certain coins, people will pay you for the value of those coins. Stamps, I can go on and on. But when it comes to a pastor, it's amazing how God ought to pay him. It's amazing. How we can not be at church over a weekend. And if we go to a ball game, it's amazing how we are packed up. It's amazing how we are playing ahead of time to go. It's amazing how we'll gather folk to go with us. It's amazing how much we'll pay for a ticket to be there. It's amazing how much we'll eat while we're there. Are y'all getting me? It's amazing how we'll rejoice after every play, it's amazing how we'll fellowship with others while we're there. But it's amazing when it comes to the things of God. We can ride to church in a newer car than we ever had before. And it's amazing how we won't bring nobody with us. And it's amazing how we'll complain all, all the way to church. And it's amazing how we won't come to church with any excitement. I came to church because I got to come. It's amazing how, come on, how if they ask us to give something, we have something to say in the inside. And some of us say something on the... Better not ask for no more money today. I already seen he got a new truck. What else he need? Every time the man of God get blessed, you didn't do it. God is a good God, yes. He, I'll shout by myself. I'm telling you, you ain't doing it. Your $15 didn't buy that truck. You got to have a cheerful heart. I'm just trying to tell you. And let me tell you something. It's important to understand this. That, that, that if we value the things of the world, but we don't value the things of God, then the Bible teaches me that I hate the things of God I'm an enemy of God, and I'm a lover of the world. If the things of God is not a priority, but the things of the world is, I'm happy when I don't come to church, but I'm melancholy when I do come. What's wrong with you? I'm saying something wrong with that. 
Something wrong with what I value. If you really want to be blessed, value what God values. Yeah, but my pastor ain't God. Nope, we didn't say he was God. But you ought to value him and her. Value them. Why? Because you value Steph Curry hitting those three-pointers. You value LeBron James Duncan. Come on, somebody. You value, can I keep talking? You value somebody, you value the fact that, oh, Lord, the baseball folk are almost on strike. When they going to go back to strike? You value the 18 wheelers bringing groceries in. Why we don't value the kingdom? Are we in the room? Global positioning system called the GPS. What do we use the GPS for, y'all? To do what? How many of us used it lately? Amen? We don't use that other system we used to use. Go get the book. Open up this big atlas. Tell me where we're going. Going to Klein Road. Okay, what, what address is it? All right, circle it. <laughs> how I get there? How many miles? I don't know how many miles. But I'm going to tell you, if you go this way long enough, then we'll get to that street right there. And then we'll get to that street, we can go to the other street. Am I right about it? I'm just trying to tell you that we used to the GPS system. But God still got us with leadership. That don't tell you how many miles. Don't tell you every time when the blessing coming up. But if you'll just follow. On the way here, my wife said, uh, we're going to stop at a, at, at a store. Which one you want to stop at? I said, it's, it's further out. Uh, we're going to go through town, but it's further out. After a while, we, we driving by all the obvious ones. And she started looking like, okay, where, where the store at? Basically, can you be wrong? I could, but I ain't. Here I am. I'm still riding, chilling. Head down, I'm back to what I'm doing. So she says, okay. So I look at her and say, you know how many times I've driven this road? I know where it's at. Can't you walk? Just go with me by faith. I... After a while, you'll see. Then she looked up, she said, oh, it's over there. I said, there's a bunch of trees out here right now, ain't it? But when you get to it, you're going to see it. Got there, it was sitting right there on the corner. Then she, she said, so right. She said, is there another one up the road? <laughs> it might be, but we ain't stopping at that one. <laughs> we stopping at this one. Because <laughs> if we keep driving, you're going to be right, and I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> Y'all ain't been married before. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Am I right about it? Can't you have some interesting conversations on the ride? Amen. But then imagine leading some folk. So all I asked you to do was, okay, just, just go with me. Get your speed back up to 70. I'm telling you there's a store up the road. There's some blessings in store for this church. But I can't tell you how many more miles up the road. All I'm trying to tell you is keep following Pastor McGee. And I'm telling you that he going to show you. Then it's right up here. I told you it was up here. Why? God told me it was up the road. Well, I don't know. It looked like some trees to me. There are some trees. I ain't telling you what you don't see ain't right. I'm just telling you that that ain't the end. Are y'all going with me? So we pulled up in there. We got what we needed and we headed back out. And the point is, the lady kept saying, she said, well, it's Sunday. You know, she was inferring. <laughs> well, it's Sunday. So she's something she wanted to say, but she said, I ain't going to say it because it's Sunday today. So later on in our conversation, she wanted to say something else. And I said, oh, it's Sunday. Don't say it. Are y'all in the room? But the GPS system, come on, we ain't use it for the, we ain't use it to get to the store. She had to listen to me to get to the store. Let me tell you something. Folk will listen to technology, and they won't even listen to you. Folk will listen to somebody else, pastor, online, and they won't listen to the pastor that they go to the church to. 
Folk will have somebody who sleep in the bed with them every night that they married to. Let me add that part right there. Let me add that part right there. That they married to who can tell them, this is what I need you to know. And then they'll go off to work somewhere. Somebody else can say the same thing you've been trying to tell that knucklehead. And all of a sudden, he act like he got some divine revelation from God. Women, can I hear an amen? That was just for me right there. You at the gas pump. Ain't never met this man before. That man said such, 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 such about you. All of a sudden, you be like, ooh, I, I saw a prophet today. And that woman been telling you for five years the same thing, and that man just came up there and gave you two sentences. And you up in there, I, 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 I wrote his name down, baby. Write my name down. I've been telling you for five years. Am I right about it? Now, let me flip the script for a minute because I got I to gotta sneak this in here. I always do the relationship stuff. Now, women, let me talk about you for just a few minutes, just a minute. Amen. Don't go to work and listen to that man tell you what to do all day and come home and won't listen to not one sentence that your man that you married to tell you to do. Brothers, you scared to say amen right there? Somebody might leave church on me right now. It's amazing how, I just don't like it, but, but I'm going to do what he said. Well, won't you do what he said at home? If that man tell you he don't like black-eyed peas, why are you cooking them? You might not want him there. Why are you doing everything he say he don't like? And if the man tell you, I like it when you rub my shoulder on the left side, rub his shoulder on the left side. Don't be rubbing his toe. He said his shoulder. What am I trying to say there? Give the man what he asked for. Brothers, you ought to help me right there. That's $10 offering right there. By itself. Hey, hey. That's what I'm talking about. Just give the man what he asked for. Are y'all talking to me right now? I'm going to talk over some heads for a minute. So, listen, listen, listen. If the man said, look at him. If the man said, look at him. I ain't bothered you all week. I just need something. Get a man something. That's all I'm saying. Whatever that is, whatever that is, whatever that is. Are y'all all in the room? Y'all in the 15th year, baby. Y'all about to go into some rest. Y'all ought to be thanking the Lord. Y'all right. got me? Okay, y'all got me. All right. All right. Don't be cooking for somebody you used to be with. Cook for the man you got. Brothers, don't be talking to that lady like you talked to the former sister you was with. Talk to, talk to the woman. that you, Deal with her according to knowledge. Are y'all in the room? So now let's go back to the GPS. We got a global positioning system. Amen? Listen, that's our leadership. Let them, let them direct us where we got to go. If they say, look, we need to work on our marriages. We need to get along and work with the men. We need to get along and work with the women. Look, just keep following. I don't understand what we got to do. No, no, follow. Because there's a day down the road that you ain't seen yet. And if you'll get ready ahead of time, you'll be prepared for the stuff that you ain't seen yet. Don't put your mouth on folk who trying to keep you from hell, jail, early death. Come on, somebody. Sickness, divorce court. Come on, somebody. Juvenile court. Come on, somebody. They trying to save your house. Do you know they can do something different with their weekends? Do you know they can do something different with their weeknights? But guess what? They're considering how to help you with your life. There are going to be some more good preachers going to come behind me. So just let me just kick it off a little bit. That's how I'm doing. Amen. So here it is. Listen to your leadership. Follow their faith walk example. I heard her say that, they, that they're vulnerable. I mean, they, 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 they share and they're real transparent. But guess what? Follow that faith example. Because a lot of us are real shielded. This is my house. I ain't telling nobody nothing. But I tell you something. If God going to ever use you, you're going to have to die to be used. So for people who say, Pastor Johnson, I would like you to give me to, to enumerate some points. Number one, would you write down accuracy? Just in case you don't think I could be cerebral. And I can, come on, I can do that whole thing if you want. I, I can go to seminary and, and give you that. But, 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 but write down the word accuracy. See, 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 number one is that if I'm going to follow, if I'm going to follow God's leadership, 
that I need to be accurate in the person I'm assigned to follow. I need to be accurate with that. Now, once I am past my insecurity and I know I'm connected to where I need to be, then guess what? I need to be accurate with how I remain connected to you. I don't need to be heard second-guessing. I don't need to be heard, come on, uh, coming up with a different philosophy or theology than the one you teach. I need to go with the house. Give, look, if you got to take on something and he may not have revelation on it yet, let God grow him in the grace. But it ain't your job to grow him in the grace. It's your job to follow in the grace. <laughs> Nowhere in that scripture did it say, whenever he wrong, rebuke the elder. The Bible said don't rebuke the elder. But if we violate biblical principles, we try to figure out why we ain't getting good outcomes. We violating principle. We got we to be a church member with knowledge. Let's talk about that for a second. You got to have knowledge. What I mean, you got to have right, truthful facts. You need biblical facts. All right? So you got to study to show yourself approved under God. Then you got to have, come on, then you got to have understanding. That's when God started giving you eyesight so you'll know how to interpret and see the how, what, and when of all the facts. When I can see that, I can begin to understand it. I can make principle out of it. Now that I got principle out of it, I can move on to wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to be able to take my facts and my principles, come on somebody, and apply them in the right context, in the right situation, at the right time. Does that make sense? Every time you use, come on, every time you make a decision, come on, it needs to be filled with wisdom. It needs to be the right response to that right situation. The Bible says, having done, having done all, stand. So the context reads like this. Having done, having answered the problem that's being asked in life, whatever it is, after answering it biblically, responding appropriately, now you can stand. A lot of folks try to stand, but they ain't even discerned the problem yet. And some folks can leave a good church because they can't stand. And the reality of it is, it's not Mr. Greg's job to teach, to, for, for you, for him to stand for you. It's your job to stand. But I got to learn how to stand. Teach me how to stand. So when I discern what the problem is, and I respond back to it biblically, now I can take a position and I can stand. But when I'm ignorant of what the problem is, no wonder I get weary trying to stand. Because I have not discerned what's confronting me yet. But good leadership brings revelation to my problem. But if we want leaders to lie to us, then we'll never discern what we're facing. When people come join the church, we ought to have real honest dialogue. Like, why are you here? Let me talk to you for a minute now. Because we don't get it right on the front end, it affects us down the, down the track. We need to find out, why are you really here? Well, I'm here because I got tired of my other leader. Well, that ain't good enough for you to be here. Just because you got tired of your other wife ain't good enough for you to marry me. I need to know why you really here. If you can't ever tell me ain't no God in it nowhere, then we got to talk till we get some sense out of something. Are y'all talking to me? Now, look here. Maybe, there have been people that came to our church, I told them, maybe you ought to not consider joining the church, maybe you ought to consider just coming and sitting down and getting healed for a while. Because all you're going to do is come in here with your vain philosophy and your pain, and you're going to try to disrupt stuff. So just sit down for a while and get healed. Because what we got to be is, we got to not need you so bad that we're willing to sacrifice everything because you showed up with a warm pulse. Are y'all in the room? Can we go a little further? So now we're in new members class. And we've got to go back and assess because we want you to be accurate in your connection with us. We got to stop thinking that we're the only one that's got to show you our resume. You need to show us your resume. When last church I was at, I tore it up. I cussed some folks out before I left. Well, guess what? I need to deal with your cussing spirit. 
I need to deal with your ignorance of leadership and, and authority, and we got a lot of stuff to work on. Are you married? Yes, I'm married. We got to deal with that too. Come and tell you something about a good marriage. They won't let you be ignorant long. Am I right? If you're doing something crazy, they won't let you do it long because they're going to hold you accountable. Am I right about it? Dr. Murdoch said it like this. One of the former pastors said it like this. He said, uh, he said uh, look, every time somebody comes into your life, they're going to bring three things with them. Are y'all ready for it? They're going to bring their temperament. They're going to mean their attitudes. They're also going to bring their ignorance, whatever they're ignorant of. And then they're going to bring, thirdly, they're going to bring their rebellion. Wherever they're out of alignment with God, they're going to bring that into your world. Sometimes churches grow, but they don't grow healthy. Because some of them, because every growth ain't a good growth. Some growth can be tumorous. Some growth could be because something is swelling. Something is infected. So what we got to do is we got to grow right. And we got to grow right because we got to come back and examine the sheep. Go back and study about sheep-shepherd relationship. The sheep had to come underneath the word. And they examined the sheep to see where they was cut or where they was, come on, where they had wounds. And then the shepherd would bandage them. The shepherd would pull the oil on them because sheep would wander off and they would get cut sometimes. But let me tell you something else what happened. Sometimes they would get around flies. And they, and they would get right there on that, where, 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 where that, come on, on that nostril. And them, it would come, go up in there. And then the flies would lay its egg. And then the fly would leave. But the eggs were left behind. I wish I had some help on this, this 15th year. And while they were there, after a while, they would hatch. And now that little sheep is bucking. You don't know why it's bucking and jumping. But it's jumping because flies then got in its head. Sometimes folk at church, bucking, cutting up. You be like, but we ain't done nothing to them. But they got flies in their heads. And what they need is, they need a mixture. You need to get them to the shepherd so they can put the anointing on their head. Put the oil on them. Why? Because what happened is, it may not kill the flies, but it'll kill any other lover. Can I give you some good news? Empowerment. You may not have solved all your old problems, but since you've been in empowerment and you've been submitted to the authority and the oil, oh, come on, you ought to thank God that the oil killed all the lava that was laid up in your nostril. In other words, you ain't got no new flies. If anybody gonna talk about you, it's because of something 15 years ago. It ain't because of something five days ago. You ought to thank God for the anointing. The oil is working. I'm blessing him right there. The oil is working. You and your husband working on some stuff? It's, it's still old stuff. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing we came up with recently. Why? Because the oil done killed the bad eggs that were laying around. But you got to stay with the shepherd. Shepherd, take the sheep. Don't you drink that water. Take the sheep and examine them. Put them in an uncomfortable position to check and see if they cut anywhere. Then the shepherd would take them. If the sheep keeps trying to get out, keeps getting over to the edge, trying to get over in the other fence, Sometimes the shepherd has to bring its best sheath out and kill, kill the sheep. You said, what? Why? Because other sheep are easily influenced by the sheep that keeps trying to get out. If you're going to stay in a place of rest this year, if folk want to leave,
you got to know where their bags are. Because in their mind, it's already packed anyway. I remember growing up, folk used to threaten at my, in my house. Growing up. I'm talking about stepdad is going to leave. You know how it is as a young man. Oh, no, no, don't leave. We want you to, let's work it out. But I watched mama change. Because you get tired of folk threatening to leave you when all you did was help them. And so when you get it in your mind that you leaving me ain't going to tear me, ain't going to break me down. You might break this marriage up, but you ain't going to break this person up. And when you get that, I started to watch her. And there was a boldness came over her. And whenever he would say, I'm finna leave, she would say, go ahead. Get your stuff. Matter of fact, let me get it for you. All of a sudden, I said, oh, mama ain't, mama ain't playing now. And you know what's funny? He didn't go get that stuff. <laughs> He did eventually leave, but anyway, he, he, he didn't go get the stuff. Anyway, so, 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 so watch this. Here. One of my other siblings decided one day, I'm going to leave because they're paying attention. And decided they're going to leave. Mama said, okay. Mama went and got some stuff. Daughter there, go ahead and leave. So the person left, went next door to grandmama. Some folk, when they leave you, they ain't got nowhere to go. And if they go somewhere else, they ain't ordained to go there. And no wonder their life changed when they get there. There's some folks that's left empowerment. If you track them down, their quality of life changed forever. Because they got out of their place. Are y'all going to talk to me? Don't put the pressure on your pastor to go talk to all these folk all the time. You talk to them. And you being a good example in the pews to folk. You live holy. And you can hold folk accountable. You be a teacher. You be an example. Am I right about it? You can hold folk accountable. Amen. You can slide down into their barbershop and say, hey, I ain't seen you in a while. Talk to me. Well, you know, I don't like, well, talk to me. Not nobody else. Talk to me. Let me help you through it. Because you having a faith walk issue. You just blaming the church. But somewhere you done left other folk before you left us. Some folk are professional leavers. They ain't professional builders. They professional leavers. And what they need, the devil wants them not to, not to be accurately connected to. When people come connect to you, their job ain't to make you their daddy. Oh, I found my new daddy. That sounds good, but whatever you got mad at your daddy about, you might get mad at me about. So I need you to know I'm your shepherd, not your daddy. Me and your mama didn't, ain't responsible for you. Are you. You got what I'm trying to say. People will, you remind me of my, of my favorite uncle, but I'm not your favorite uncle. And that's good on sunny days, but whenever you mess up their expectation, then you'll figure out that why they're mad at you. I had a birthday and you didn't come to it. No, I can't make it to all the members' birthday parties. And, and, and guess what? You didn't even invite me, but it was on Facebook. Well, Facebook ain't my social, ain't my medium for for, for accurate communication. I don't go on Facebook so I can keep up with all of you. It's too much work. Amen. I can't hear from God watching Facebook. All right? So what I got to do is, is that if I know about it, okay, fine. But you still didn't invite me. If you invited me, I can respond to that invitation and say, I won't be able to make it. I'm going to send you a gift card. God bless you. But you, you like my uncle. See, now you got a problem because you didn't accurately connect to me. Y'all good? So ask folk questions. I'm out of time. I got about four more points. I'm about to ride them back up the road. But I'm telling you is that follow the faith example that you got right here. It's amazing how many of you say, man, my pastor looked young. Well, don't age him. Don't you be the one to age him. 
Them folk out there in the street ain't going to age him because they ain't connected to him. Help him out. Well, I see some stuff need to be done around the church. Well, 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 find out through proper channels and then get the proper authority to be able to do stuff. Don't just do stuff because you know how to do stuff. Ask, go through the right protocol. On your job, you can't move to another department and go fix no problem over there. You'll get fired. I bet you I can fix my check better than they can in HR. Well, you're going to get fired by HR trying to go in HR and change your check. You're violating all kind of protocol. So my point is, we got to learn how to do that in the church. I told them ushers something. Well, you out of order. Because you got a problem, you should have reported to the proper person that was over the ushers. Well, that's who I had the problem with. Well, then there's somebody who's over her too. Don't go to work and talk about her. Don't go back home and talk to her, to your husband who don't go to church. He needs another reason not to come. And the devil using you. And don't cook no dinner and bring it to me and feed me. And then don't cook no dinner for him. And then he get angry because you feed me. Are y'all in the room? Don't be quoting me till you hear him and his heart ain't right. Well, pastor said, pastor said, well, he going to have a problem coming to this church because all you're doing is throwing my name around. You got to learn how to accurately follow, accurately be connected, and accurately obey. If you're not dying while you're obeying the Lord, then you're not really obeying the Lord. God's going to require that you die to yourself. Go back and read Hebrews. In that temple, Jesus, come on, the prophet, I mean, the, the priest would go and make the blood sacrifice, bring the blood in the temple, take the carcass outside, throw it away, dispose it. I'm closing. But Jesus came and brought the blood in, but he hung out there on Golgotha. He went outside. Guess what, I, guess what I found out? The value was in the temple at first. But Jesus coming and dying, he brought value to being outside the gate. Outside the gate were people who were rejected, who was poor, who was isolated. But Jesus brought value to them. I'm telling you, you got a shepherd who God will operate through to bring value. To the folks who are not being valued. Follow that kind of leader. You'll see astronomical changes. We didn't shout it down in here today. We just trying to live better today. We just live a little bit better. If I just line this up a little bit better. Cause him not to have a gray hair. Cause him not to have to go see the doctor. I can help. How many of y'all make a commitment today that I'm going to help bring rest to this house? I'm going to make a commitment that you pastoring, that y'all pastoring is going to be easier to do because I'm not going to be trifling. I'm not going to bring my wrong temperament. I'm, I'm going to get learned. I'm not going to bring ignorance to the table. And I'm not going to bring my misalignment with God, my rebellion. I'm going to be properly aligned. So when you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. But if I'm already authorized to do something, I don't need you to tell me every day to make up my bed and put my dirty clothes away. I already know to do that. So take initiative and do what you already been ascribed to do. In Hebrews, show brotherly kindness. Be humble. I already know what I'm authorized to do. So do that. Then I come on down to verse 7, I found out that I need to follow my lead. A lot of good, solid, daily practices I need to do. We value all this other stuff. Let's value what the Lord values. If you learn how to value what he values, if we get our values right, and we understand that the man of God is a portal to eternal things, 
If I follow instruction, I follow leadership, I can gain access to the unseen and not just as temporary. But I got to be able to understand value, understand that he's a portal, and I got to deal with my own self. If I get self out the way, then you'll see that God will move you from GPS to VPS. Value, portal, and self. I got to deal with, I, my values got to be right because that's what you make your decisions from. But I got to understand that they're accessing. These are door, these are avenues to another arena. Your life can be better if you are accessing. But you always got to deal with yourself. Don't start out good and you get wayward about middle ways of the year. Keep dealing with yourself. Die into yourself daily. Watch and see what God does next. Man, I hope the rest of this month be so powerful that you can't even stand it when you get here. Today, all I came to do is say, get the value right. Get the value right. You'll make good decisions if you, if you, if you value this family correctly. You'll have a better sense of self-control if you value them right. You'll represent them differently when you go out if you just value them right. Father, we love you. We thank you. We bless you. We honor and we adore you. There's nobody like you in all the earth. God, we ask that you keep your hands on the McGee family. Thank you for these leaders. Thank you for the covenant you put them in. Heal them from the inside out. And God, we pray that you'll continue to elevate them. You got so much more in store for them. God, I pray for good success over them now. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you don't pray for them daily, then you got to start. If you don't ask, what is my sacrifice? What am I required to do? Ask the Lord and do it. If you come into much, so much, give much. I, look, I'm coming to spring break. I got some extra time. Then, then allocate a little bit of that time to solving something for the ministry. I came with just a bit of extra money. Solve something for the ministry with that money. I'm telling you, if you value what the Lord values, the Lord will value your stuff. The value of your stuff will change. Am I right? And don't ever get mad at anybody else who God is increasing their value. Because increase doesn't come from us. It comes from the Lord. Amen? Are you here today and you haven't met Jesus as Savior Lord? Is there anybody here today say, look, that's me. I need to meet Jesus as my personal Savior and my Lord. The Holy Spirit is pulling on my heart. I want to come into a, to a right standing with the Lord. I don't want to be rebellious. I don't want to be on the outside. I want to be in with the Lord. I want to be properly connected to Him. I want that joy in my heart. I want that peace. I'm tired of going to bed feeling like I'm feeling. One of the craziest stats I read said that pastoring is now in the top one, is in the top three professions for suicide. Pastor. But he smiles at me. So? He looks happy. So? Let's make sure we're creating the right culture. The right values are being honored here. So that we make sure people are healthy. Don't take them for granted. Don't take it for granted. Are you here? If you, you want to stand with me, say, look, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus Christ. Stand. You're going to have to stand in front of this whole world. Why don't you stand right now in front of people who's standing with you? Are you here? It's time to give my life to Jesus. Are you here? Are you here? And you say, look, I want to rededicate my life to God. I was in, I was in with the Lord. I was in the right place with the Lord. But I got out of alignment with God. I want to get back in my right place with God. Are you here? 
Will you stand and say, I'm ready to rededicate my life to the Lord. Are you here? If you're not in a place of rest with the Lord, you can't give the ministry rest. You stay rested and you can share it with the rest of us. How many of us can receive whatever the Lord told us today? Come on, whatever he told, he challenged you to do, amen, let's receive that. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Hebrews 13 and 7. The man and the woman of God, their faith walk is an example for all of us to live by. Father, we thank you for it now. And God, we repent for not celebrating, recognizing, or even adding to their value. Thank you for who they are. And sometimes thank you for who they are in spite of us. Thank you that they chose to do the better thing and not the flesh thing in response to our flesh. Heal them. Mend them. Elevate them. God, use them for your glory. In Jesus' name, we pray. Can you bless them all over this sanctuary? Come on, he's awesome. And he's worthy to be praised. Come on, God, you're awesome. Pastor, first lady, thank you. Thank you for your ministry. But I want, I want you to turn, Pastor. I want you to look at the congregation. Sister McGee, I want you to look with them as well. I want you to look. I want y'all to turn and look. Y'all see them? If it was not for you, there would be no reason for them. They got prepared so they could serve you. They went through some stuff so you can avoid some stuff. And they're giving you instruction to save your life. Listen to them. Listen to them. When their body say, stay home, and they said, I can't, I got to press my way, that's for your advantage. Ah, God, I thank you. I thank you. Uh, don't leave them out here on the ledge by themselves. Don't let them come to church and wonder where you are. Don't let them wonder when you're going to ever grow up and help out around here. Don't, don't know. They need you to be a part of the solutions. They need you to be a part of putting fires out. you got to help them. It's easy to say that you love them on appreciation day, but demonstrate that love. Well, they family got them. No, uh-uh. You they family too. You're the church family. Support them. y'all please turn y'all step up just a little bit some of the immediate leadership where are you those y'all preachers where are you some of y'all immediate leadership would y'all come I need y'all come quick thank y'all come quickly come quickly I see y'all kind of been a crescent around them come on come on come on thank you thank you don't you let nothing get to them don't y'all let nothing get to them. Don't you let nothing get to them. We done declared rest over this ministry. But rest don't mean death. Rest don't mean getting, getting lazy. Don't y'all let nothing foolish get to these leaders. Look out for them. Look out for them. They hold a spiritual place in your life. And in a lot of ways, they hold a natural place y'all lives too I rebuke this day premature death off of their lives they won't see the grave earlier than what God assigned them to see in the name of Jesus we rebuke infirmities and sicknesses off their bodies God in the name of Jesus clear minds 
clear thoughts, synchronized thoughts. May they be on the same accord like never before. May the oil on their lives manifest. And may you destroy yokes and remove burdens. And Father, people who are far in other places, countries even, and other cities, may they navigate to this ministry so that the vision might be fulfilled. Give them wisdom continually above their years. trash out I don't know what debris may agitate y'all in this room but I see him just moving it farther away from you cause this is a new start get ready for it Father in the name of Jesus